Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Good morning, everybody. I'm Julie Nelson, and sitting in today for Chris McGruder is Leslie Teeling. Hi, Leslie. Happy to be here. Well, it's great to be here. You were here a lot last week with the Carathon, sitting in and moderating the show. Yeah, which was a big success. Yes, and thank you to everybody for all the prayers, the financial support, volunteers that came in to help answer the phones. We We are so blessed. I mean, this... The work here being done is all for the Lord, and we thank you all for making oh, that part yes, of the mission. From the bottom of our hearts, because it was a successful week for raising funds we to went keep us ov- on the air. We went over our goal. It was 95000 and we made uh, $95,854, uh, yeah. I exciting believe. exciting at the very end. I was actually in New York, and I was listening to it, because my husband was on the last hour, and it was just fun to listen to all, all the energy and excitement, everybody calling in, so that was that was fun. It gets competitive at the end. Yeah. At the end, end of the week. Yeah. Um, we probably want to start with prayer. But. Well, yeah, we'll start with prayer. But yeah, let's go ahead and get started with prayer, as we always do on the show. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And speaking of Our Lady Mary, today on the show we are going to talk about Fatima. Uh, October is the month we dedicate to the Rosary in our church. And then this October 13th is a special day because it's the 100th anniversary of the apparitions at Fatima. And we're going to talk a little bit more what the, uh, how the apparitions started, what the messages were, and how it relates to our world today. We've had a lot of tragedy, yes. hurricanes, the, the sad tragedy in Las Vegas this week and and uh, how that the the message of Fatima is part of all this tragedy we're looking for hope and there's a message there it would be very comforting yeah very, very comforting, comforting yes there's answers yes there are answers that's right and that's what's wonderful Catholic radio we're here to bring that message of hope to people mm-hmm but before we get into that, we have a few things to, the exciting things coming up here. Iowa Catholic Radio is sponsoring. Uh, we're having the Ladies Mosaic Lunch and next Thursday, October 12th. And for you listeners, don't, may not know this, but Leslie does a lot of the behind the scenes planning with these events. So Leslie, you probably have a, can give us a little more information about the Mosaic Lunch and who's our speaker going to be and uh, where. Yeah, well, our speaker actually is going to be Addie Magruder, Chris's daughter. And the luncheon is um, next Thursday, October 12th, at St. Augustine's. And for those of you who have not been to our luncheons, we start right at noon. We end right at 1 because we want to be very aware of the people who just have a short time for lunch. And um, everything's ready when you get there. And It's at, free. It's free. That's right. It's free. And Addie Magruder will be talking about, along with Brianna, and how do you say that last name? Entrieri. Entrieri. That's a cool last name. Um, we'll be talking about Focus. And it's a ministry program on college campuses. And they actually have a new position at Dowling that Addie's involved with helping people make, helping students make that transition from high school to college. I hear she's doing wonderful things over there. Yes. That's great. That's a great idea. And I'm a 
I just sent a daughter off to college. Oh. So, for, yeah, so for me, it's I just yeah, it's, I think the focus ministry is very powerful. It's not on every college campus, but they're on a lot of them. So, and a lot of people aren't aware of focus, right? In, right. And what they do, and um, so anyway, I think it'll be very interesting. So yeah, and if people want to um, help us out by planning an RSVP at iowacatholicradio.com, yep. we'd really appreciate it. Yep. And I think it's interesting too that Mosaic stands for making our souls active in Christ. So, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's it's a awesome. kind of neat acronym. Yeah. And then around the corner, we're going to have our annual Iowa Catholic Radio Dinner in December, December 8th. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be at the recently renovated Yonkers Tea Room, which will be exciting to have it down there. But I understand seating is limited. Seating is limited. Um, and that's December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And the anniversary of the starting uh, of one, Iowa Catholic. Yeah, so it'll be our 11th year. And it's really exciting. We're going to bring in Dr. David Anders. Um, for those of you who listen regularly, he is on from 1 to 2 every day. And he's he's just awesome. I'm uh-huh. actually very anxious to meet him. He'll be our keynote speaker. And uh, this, like I said, the seating is limited. So we're starting. I think everything's on our website. You can go find out more information about that, iowacatholicradio.com. Great. I'm and, looking forward to it. That'll be a fun event. Yeah, and the tea room is, uh-huh. well, from what I hear, I saw it when it was still being uh remodeled it from it's it's going to be it's going to be fabulous so it'll be oh. fun just to be up there hey, so. were you ever in the tea room before oh close yeah, yeah. yeah. The did you go to the burger did burger? you yeah oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i hear i never yeah. went there and i heard that they, they used to have the breakfast with santa that was a big popular yeah, thing and fashion shows i actually remember being in a fashion show oh, in the tea room yeah oh, when i was in high school or something well so. i think it's wonderful that they renovated it and, and opened it again because it has a lot of nostalgia for it many does. people it's beautiful and yeah. they tried to keep a lot of the um the ceiling uh, oh the original yeah as, as much as they could um but it's different as well so it's really a beautiful oh i think it's area just to have an be event fun, fun to come to just see the tea room yeah yeah so <laughs> anyway that's december 8th um so you can go online iowacatholicradio.com to get more information yeah i hope people will turn out for that that'll yeah. be a fun great event well we're here at catholic women now we are thankful for cindy schulte farm bureau financial services for sponsoring the show we have met cindy cindy's been on our sh- on our program she gives detail and attention to each of her clients and they offer a f- her team for offers a full range of financial services, including annuities, retirement funding, mutual funds. And like I said, Cindy takes the time to personally get to know her client. Cindy Schulte, Farm Bureau Financial Services, 515-226-2111, cindyschulte.com. Well, as we mentioned earlier at the top of the show, we were going to talk about Fatima today. And actually, when I was kind of praying about what to put together on the show here this week, I came across a Facebook post by that was on Father Adam Westfall, who is a priest here in our diocese, that yeah. he posted. And he had a quote from Cardinal Seurat's book, The Power of Silence. And a few things in this quote I think we'll, we should, we'll share with you today. He said, in the face of horror, there are no responses more important than prayer. And I think what, what our country's going through right now, Las Vegas, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, a lot of you know a lot of tragedies and homicides throughout throughout the cities in our world in our country uh, we 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 see the horrors that are happening and he went on to write how did the gulags of the soviet union fall by the silent prayer of john paul ii and the entire church sustained by our lady of fatima sophisticated political strategies did not get the better of marxist communism 
prayer had the last word. And it always does. It <laughs> always does. The silence of the rosary obtained the unthinkable, and the Western block was quite surprised. There is a time for human action, which is often uncertain, and a time for silence in God, which is truly victorious. And that's what prayer is. That's what prayer is. And October is the month dedicated to the rosary mm-hmm. here in our in our Catholic Church. And October thirteenth this year is the hundredth anniversary of Fatima. So what a what a uh, opportune time to talk about Fatima. And what, a lot of this information comes from Father Andrew Apostoli's book, Fatima for Today, which I highly recommend. You get a copy, it's at Divine Treasures Bookstore here in town and read it. And also he gave a talk, it's on YouTube at Steubenville University on Fatima for today. So it's a great talk if you want to rather listen to something. And for those that have not, don't, might not know about Fatima and in the apparitions in 1913? No, 1917. Well, we were going to, yeah. 100th anniversary, yeah. Started in 1917 to the three young children. But we're gonna, I know we're going to go ahead and talk about that, but some people might not even be familiar with Fatima. That's right. So. We're going to go into that a little bit. But, yeah. you know, and the thing is, is people are thinking, well, why should we take the Fatima message? Seriously, that happened over 100 it's years ago. What what for today. It yeah. is very appropriate. And even Pope Benedict promoted the message. And this is an interesting thing that the Fatima message has received the most attention from the church. No other apparition has received this kind of focus. So we need to pay attention to this. So first off, we think you need to kind of look at what was happening in the world at the time of Fatima. There was a lot of um, history. A lot, of, yeah. Portugal had been taken over by Freemasonry, who wanted to build a godless humanistic republic, and they had passed many anti-Catholic laws. They were trying to rid Catholicism out of the country. So there was a lot of despair. And enter in three little children, Jacinta and Francisca Marto, who were brother and sister, and Lucia, their cousin, and. Before Our Lady appeared to them, the Angel of Peace came to them first and kind of prepared their hearts. And in 1916, our Angel of Pe- the Angel of Peace appeared to the children the first time. And what the Angel wanted to do was to help them to become generous and make sacrifices. So prepare their hearts mm-hmm. for the message that Our Lady was going to be bringing to them. So he taught them a prayer called the Pardon Prayer, and it's based on praying for hope, faith, and charity. And it's in the book of Father Andrew Apostoli's Fatima, Fatima for today. And Is that the prayer you say at the consecration is encouraged to say that um no he gave him another prayer for that later the okay. angel did okay. yeah to the holy trinity that was his okay. third time okay yeah right that's a good question mm-hmm. um so then the angel appeared again and the children were playing and uh evidently they hadn't been saying their prayers because the angel said what are you doing why aren't you praying <laughs> i was reminding them that they needed to pray can we you all, imagine an we angel? all need that reminder yeah. i think that would make me just immediately get on my knees yes yeah. so. he says god has a mission for you and so lucia asked what is a sacrifice and they started taking it seriously the pardon prayer and he, lucia asked what is a fat sacrifice and the angel said you can make a sacrifice of anything and offer to god Peace in the world and conversion of sinners. They go together and offer these sacrifices for that. That's the timely message for yes, today. for today. We the third that. appearance of the angel was in the fall of 1916, and that's when she gave him the prayer to the Holy Trinity and the, for the Eucharist, pray at the consecration, and she brought the angel brought Holy Eucharist to the children at that time. So the summary of the angel's messages are sacrifice, it's, reparation for the salvation of sinners. Was that also um, how maybe... They started giving the Eucharist to younger children after. You know, I don't know. Because they were very young when they they received the Eucharist and they were not. uh, I do know that Sister or St. Lucia had Mm -hmm. received her first Holy Communion when the angel appeared. The other two had not. Right. Right. I do know that. 
So then uh, May 13th, 1917 is when the first appearance of Our Lady was to the children, but she didn't tell them who she was. And she asked them to come to the same place. They were out in a field when she, where mm-hmm. she appeared. To the same place each month for the next six months on the 13th day of the month. And she said she had she was from heaven. So you can imagine the innocence of children. The children asked, well, will we go to heaven? Will we go to heaven? Can I well, they were so drawn to her because yeah. she was so beautiful and so, so kind. I mean, it just they... They wanted to be with her. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Like, yes. And she said, "Yes, they would." But uh, Francisco would m- might have to would have to say many rosaries. <laughs> I thought, "Oh, Francisco, he's a mischievous little if he child." Does, I have to say a lot of rosaries <laughs> then too. <laughs> um, and so then in June she came again, and then there she at that apparition she said that um, the children asked her again, "Are we going to go to heaven?" And she said, "Yes, you'll be going to heaven, but just as." Jacinta and Francisco would go to heaven early soon, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but Lucia would stay to spread the message on earth. And she lived for a long time. Ninety six was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. She lived a long so time. Really, she really passed away. Re- well, she passed. I think she passed getting to around the thousand. Yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah around yeah. the millennium. Yeah. Um, and then she asked them to pray the rosary next time when they gathered. Um, before she would before, appear in the July before the July one. Yes. Okay. So the July one is really the most important one we mm-hmm. need to remember because this is when she gave the messages, and at what was going on then at this time was World War One was going on, and she was telling some messages that were very um, momentous for the events in the world. But she warned, she said World War One would end, but she warned another greater war would happen if people did not heed her call to prayer, penance, and amendment of life. And she warned that the menace of communism would arise in Russia and spread its evil teachings throughout the world, provoking wars and other cal- calamities. And you got to remember, Russia at that time, no one really paid any attention to Russia. Right. The yeah. Bolshevik re- uh, Revolution didn't happen until another year, which brought in communism. So, And in World War II, Russia was our ally. So it was really like people, I'm sure, were kind of wondering, what yeah, Russia? Russia? What's what they, they got to? What's that country got to do it? The second thing they did, uh, she revealed to them, was they were taken to hell, and I can't imagine seeing hell. And you know, you may think, oh, they're little children, wasn't that scary? Yeah, a lot of people said, why would you know? Why would she have taken children to hell? But well, first off, we know. <clears throat> the children already knew they were going to heaven, so right. they were assured of their salvation. And she was with them, and so they weren't afraid. Mm-hmm. But it was it was scary to look at. It was, and Jacinta said she wished everybody could see that vision because nobody wouldn't want wouldn't want to go there. And you know, you hear that from the innocence of a child, and you think, whoa, yeah, this is serious. Yeah, this is serious. serious. This and, and many saints have seen visions of hell too, and yeah. basically say the same thing. You just, it's you. It would you don't you don't want to go there. I mean, yeah. you got to heed that warning. You do. You got to take it seriously. You do. And so in the second uh, the um, so in the second message, she said that um, the war would end and the soldiers would come back. Oh, I already mentioned that. Was that and that was in July as well? She gave them both secrets then. Um, and then she uh, well when she. She gave him all three secrets then. At the same time. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. yeah. And one thing about the second secret is that she also said that there would be another war, and she even named the Pope, who would be Pope at that time. And it was Pope Pius Eleventh, and he wasn't even Pope at the time of this apparition, but she named him in this in the message. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then she gave a, a premonition. She said, if you see the night light up by an unknown light, known that the, know that the war has begun. So on the night of January 25th, 1938, Sister Lucia, she joined the convent at that time, from her convent window, saw this red light kind of 
light up the sky, and she knew that was the sign. And Father Andrew Apostoli said in his YouTube talk that he had an older superior who lived with in his order mm-hmm. who recalled seeing it and described it as the eeriest thing he'd ever seen. They really, people at the time said they really couldn't describe it. It was kind of like an aurora borealis, but wasn't. Mm-hmm. But shortly after that, Hitler invaded oh, Czechoslovakia and World War II mm-hmm. began. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and in order to prevent this, Our Lady asked for two things. Um, for Russia, an, an evil would rise in Russia, causing wars, famine, and persecution in the church. And in order to prevent this, Our Lady asked for two things at this time. The consecration of Russia to her Immaculate Heart by the Holy Father, with the bishops joining in, and First Saturday Devotion. And First Saturday Devotion may not be something that a lot of people are aware of. I'll be, I admit, I don't do it regularly, and I should. Um, what it is, it's for the reparation of sins. You go to confession. You receive Holy Communion, so you go to Mass on the first Saturday. And of you, the month. Of the month, yeah. right, thank mm-hmm. you. And you recite five decades of the Rosary, and you keep Our Lady company for 15 minutes while meditating on the mysteries of the Rosary. And that's first the first Saturday of each month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. doable. It's doable. Yeah. And, and here in our city, here in Des Moines, St. Anthony has a first Saturday Mass. They actually celebrate it on the eve, on Friday, the first Friday eve, mm-hmm. But it does count towards the first Saturday. Yes, because it's in the evening. It's yeah. the evening. It's a vigil mass. Right. It's right. a vigil mass. And they have the rosary. They have confession. They have mass. And then they have a beautiful procession of Our Lady of Fatima afterwards where they dim the lights. They have Everybody carries candles. And they walk behind the procession of Our Lady being carried on people's shoulders and singing hymns of praise to her. And that's spending, honoring her. spending time with, spending yeah. the time with yes. her. And then we her walk around. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then the third message secret was a foretelling of the assassination of the attempt of John Paul II. And John Paul II credited Mother's Hand for saving his life. And he'd been shot on his her on the feast day of Our Lady of Fatima, May 13, 1981, as he was bending over to touch a Fatima medal a little girl was wearing at the time the bullet was fired, which put him off target from the assassin's scope and is credited saving his life. And wow. the bullet missed some very vital organs, narrowly missed And then, and then this secret was revealed in his pontificate. Right, that, that this, right. That this had come to fruition. Yeah, and yeah. he read the secret after the assassination attempt. Right, because for, I remember no, nobody knew that third secret uh-huh. for, you know, a long time. They, the first two were, were divulged, and then the, other two, the third one they didn't know for a long time. That's right, that's right. And, okay, he opened the letter written by Saint, um, Sister Lucia, with the third secret and read it after the attempt on his life. Yeah. The, it had been kept in a vault. Sister Lucia became very ill in like the 1940s, and her bishop said to her, you need to write the third secret down in case something would happen to you. And why wasn't that revealed? Well, that's the interesting thing. People really don't know why. But, you know, during World War II, which we're going to get into a little bit, people are wonder why the consecration to Russia to the uh, Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart wasn't done sooner. Yeah, and, and which w- Pope, was it JP2 that did that yes. as well? Yes, he, yeah. He, yeah, we're getting into that. Yeah, yeah we did, and we are. He did mm-hmm. concentra- consecrate Russia to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. But the interesting thing is people wonder why didn't um, Pope Pius the fir- uh, 11th do it? He had eight to nine years, but no one really knows why. And then they, um, during World War II, there was another visionary mistake in uh, Portugal, who the bishops recognized, and now she's a blessed, and it was, it's blessed Alexandria, and she was what they call a victim soul. She was um, hurt 
by an attacker and she was bedridden. So she had visions of Jesus and even the devil. And she received a message during World War II for the Pope that the world needed to be consecrated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary so that World War II would end. So he did that. And, um, oh, he did do that. He did do that. Mm-hmm. And he did that in the fall of 1942. And in January 43, the Allies started winning the wars and the war turned around. Well, you know, I consecrate my children to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. That's a good idea. Yeah. I, I mean, and well, you can see why. There's Look consecration the- prayers. You can just Google that. And it's a, it's a, it's a very comforting thing to to do to consecrate your children to the Immaculate Heart. Yes, I've so. I've I've actually done my family, my husband, yes. and my kids. Yeah, yeah, and it's powerful. Very I've seen powerful. the fruits of it yeah. in our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, what did what consecration prayer did you use? Well, I just googled it online, and then I always do that when I every day when I say my rosary, I consecrate uh-huh. them to her Immaculate Heart. I bind I I bind my children to her Immaculate Heart before I say my rosary. Oh, my that's beautiful. Rosary. Yeah. Yes, I have prayed the rosary with Leslie, and she has the most beautiful, spontaneous prayers in praying the rosary. Oh, thank you. They're very heartfelt to Our Lady. Uh, Yeah, they're very beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I can tell you have a great devotion to our mother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's very special. She's been a powerful intercessor and maternally And, you know, she can protect my children when... I'm not when I'm not able to. Isn't that so, she stands in our gap? Yeah, doesn't she? yes. To hand to you know hand your children over to her and 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 you can you can be more peaceful. I think you know. And I think as mothers, we have different milestones in our life where we have to let go of our kids uh, uh, naturally or unnaturally. But when they first go off to grade school, mm-hmm. and they're no longer in our under our eye for twenty four hours a day right, in our right. in our care, and then when they go off to college, I think that's the other big. Step of which you, I know you've just gone through I with your last my, my one. Last I don't want to get one. you in tears here. No, no. <laughs> it's, but it's, it really, I, f- I feel now the most important thing I can do is pray for my children yeah. when they're not with me all the time. Right. So, and we know Our Lady can be there right. and go there and guide them. And, and protect them. And uh-huh. so, my mother played, is a very strong devotee to the rosary. And I can tell you her prayers helped me and kept me from harm. In oh. many instances when I look back. And I am so grateful for my mother's oh, I know prayers. That, and I know my mother is constantly praying for all of her grandchildren uh-huh. and um, her children. And that's comforting as well. It is I was comforting. just talking to my daughter last night. And I said, I'm praying for you. And she said, oh, thank you, Mom. Uh, you know, so I'm just keep, I keep telling her that. She knows that, you know. I'm not with her, but I'm praying for her. So. I think it's important for our kids to know that. And it's that. not because there's anything wrong. I'm just praying for her. Right, you know? right. So. Yeah, because you don't know when they're at college what, what they're going through in their day. Right, that they right. won't, you won't, you're not with them all the time, so you're not going to hear everything. And, you know, she might just go, oh, and then, then she might think about it later. And, oh, my mom is, and I said, there's other people praying for you, too. Just know that. Yeah. That has to be a source of comfort. Yes, so. yes. And I, I tell my sons that, too. I don't get that reaction because they're like, you know, their boys are a little bit more. Yeah. Not, it's going to come out so much with them, but they do. I, they appreciate it. They appreciate it. it. Yeah. yeah. They appreciate it. And you still say it. Yeah. You still say it. Just, yeah. You still say it. Yeah. Let them know about it. Yeah. So anyway, oh gosh, we're about out of time here. We really have to talk about this last, the last appearance on October 13th. Well, um, of Our Lady to the. Yes. The Miracle of the Sun. Yes. And that was the miracle. Yeah. And, and the sun was spinning and people could look directly at the sun and it would become an orb. And, and they were a, completely, all of them were soaking wet because they traveled into great distance with just a huge downpour. And, and immediately, the, immediately they were dry. Uh-huh. Immediately when the sun came out, just like, like the clouds disappeared in an instant and they were completely dry. And there were how many people there? 
Oh, over 50,000. And the thing also, too, with this apparition, they this is recorded. I've actually seen video of it. That's right. There is yes, a recording there, of it. So you can, and I'm sure you can Google that, too, but there right, is video right. of that. So and that was the first, I mean, that that was that was the first time they were able to do that, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to, re- to record an actual miracle of the sun and the people that were there. That's so, right. Yeah. I think it's interesting that after John Paul II consecrated, Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which I believe was in, um, I have it here, oh, March 25th, 1984, that uh, after that happened, we look at the world events, and some people may, listen, may not remember this, I was telling this to my son, and he didn't know any of this, because he, he's, you know, he's born way after that happening, right. but a lot of us lived through this, um, witnessed it, and after you make for yourself. Oh, no, okay, just, that's true, <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'll just say you're well-preserved, yeah, Leslie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but in 1985, Gorbachev came to power in Russia, and we know what happened then. He opened up the Russia to the West. There was glasnost. And in um, 1991, on Christmas Day, Gorbachev took down the communist flag and put up the Russian flag over the Kremlin. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, and it was a free country. And in that year, there were 117 monasteries in Russia. And 2011, there were 800 monasteries in Russia. I mean, that's the power of this prayer and right. the and the first Saturday the devotion. Rose, yeah, the rosary. Both Absolutely. of those and have to devotion. go together. Yes, that's the power, and we that power is available to us today to go and pray the rosary and seek that peace that Our Lady, that Jesus is entrusted to Our Lady to intercede for us, and is guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Yes. So, I I hope this has helped somebody to give them that little nudge or give them inspire them to. To pick up the rosary and start praying the rosary. Is that something we can do for the people that are yeah. suffering in Las Vegas right now? Yes. For those who are mourning losses. And we all turn to that prayer in that moment. Okay. When, in the morning of tragedy and horror. Um, and you can feel like you're doing something, too. That's right. You know, when you can't physically be there. When it's that silent that. prayer of the church. Cardinal yes. Seurat talks about that is victorious. Yeah, of the church together. Yes, yes. church collected. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Wonderful. Okay, we're here at Catholic Women Hour. Grateful for the support of Fred Haas Law Offices. Mr. Haas is an experienced Iowa attorney with over 35 years of legal expertise. When retained by a client, Mr. Haas provides personal service and attention, and potential clients receive a free consultation. He's located in Des Moines. Mr. Haas is pleased to assist clients throughout Iowa. His number is 515-256-6301. FredHaas.com. Fred Double D Haas Double A. Well, that wraps up our show today. Leslie, thank you so much for stepping oh, in and filling in for pleasure. Chris. It was always great to have you here. It was interesting to me to get a, a you know a little background and update you know education on Fatima. You yeah, know, you know it was a hundred years ago. Well, I learned a lot more too going yeah. through it again. So, yeah. well, let's close with prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us, intercede for us, grant us the peace, turn our hearts toward your your Son, and lead us closer to Him through your intercession. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, this is Catholic Women Now, broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up studio. Thanks for joining us for your prayers. And please support our mission if you can with a donation online. Even though the carathon's over, we still will take those donations. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is next. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women.
Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. And on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Iowa Catholic Radio. Radio. 